four years of the Alim course, and then afterwards he flew to uh, overseas to study in the famous well-known Madrasa Arabiya Islamiya, where he studied with great mashayikh such as Mawlana Fadl Rahman Al-Azmi, Hafizullah, and many others. Immediately upon graduation, Mufti Abdullah dedicated one year to da'wah domestically and also internationally in India, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka. Upon returning from his da'wah activities, Mufti Abdullah then decided to further pursue education, higher education, and enroll at Dar al-Ifta Mahmoudiyah in Durban, South Africa, to specialize in the field of issuing legal fatawa and uh, legal opinions under world-renowned scholars such as the very well-known and late Mufti Ibrahim Desai, rahimahullah, as well as Mufti Hussein Kadodia, Hafidahullah. Simultaneously, he also, mashallah, completed a degree in Islamic financing, banking, and law from Regents Business School in Durban, South Africa. Currently, Mufti Abdullah resides in Baltimore, Maryland, where he serves as the Amir and Executive Director of Inc. Foundation and the Security General for the DMV Ulama Council. He is also a member of the American Fiqh Academy. Without any further ado, I ask Mufti Abdullah Ijaz to bless us with his pearls and wisdoms. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم وأسوة حسنة للمسلمين ورحمة للعالمين ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله البر الكريم الرؤوف الرحيم ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله وخليله والهادي إلى الصلاة المسقيم ما بعد respected علماء كرام brothers and elders in Islam we begin in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most gracious, the most merciful. We send salawat and root upon Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his family, his companion, ajma'in. Inshallah, very briefly, we'll just cover a few etiquettes with regards to this journey that we have all undertaken, this intention that we have. And alhamdulillah, the very first thing that we need to do is be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for allowing us, giving us the opportunity in the tawfiq to spend these few days increasing and heightening our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our understanding of the deen and our spirituality. In this day and age, respected brothers and elders, for a person, especially, I'm looking around, mashallah, a lot of young faces in this day and age to sacrifice and to spend time and to go out of your way to increase in the learning of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something which is not found too often it is not something which is the norm of the day it is not something which is the norm of the society many of us alhamdulillah Allah has given us the blessing the opportunity to be part of environments such as Masjid Dar Salaam and other places across North America where we have this brotherhood, we have this environment and this fervor of learning. But if we were to expand our horizons, broaden a little bit, this is not something which is the norm. It is not something which is normal. If you were to tell your friends that I went on a three-day journey especially somebody who is not too well acquainted with the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or he may not be Muslim and you say three days in the break where many people will go to uh, places of haram they will visit 
beaches, they'll go on vacation and so on and so forth, places filled with haram, that I went and you know I slept on uh, cardboard and tarp and you know I sat for the majority of the day listening to scholars and listening to speeches. They're gonna say, man, you wasted your time. You could have came with us. And you know, we had so much fun. We did this, we did that. And you know, all sorts of pervasive activities. So the very first thing, respected brothers and elders, is that we should be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah has given us this opportunity and this understanding. And just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given it to us, and Allah has given us this understanding and this hidayah, if we are not grateful to Allah, if we do not maximize our time, if we do not use it and utilize it and take advantage of all of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it could very well be that this could be a means of our deprivation for future opportunities. So the importance of understanding the position we're in, the importance of understanding the opportunity Allah has given us is extremely, extremely necessary. And for that we have to correct our intention. The very first thing that we need to do is what intention are we coming with? This is extremely important as we know many of the books of a hadith begin with a hadith in al-a'malu bin niyat. All actions are based on intentions. So if we do not have the correct intention, then even if we may be engaging in all the activities and we may be taking part and participating, because our intention is not aligned with that which, is, that which it needs to be, then it could very well mean that we are not getting the reward. So respected brothers and elders, the intention that we need to have is that I am spending these few days for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase my spirituality, to increase my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to further my understanding of deen. When we make these intentions, these are not small intentions. When a person makes an intention to go out of his home and study the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it could be for one hour, one day, few days, one week, but that intention to go and study is extremely near and dear to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To the extent that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's enormous bounties, blessings and special rahmah and special clemency are showered upon this individual. And the entire creation makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the maghfirah of this individual. So all of this is happening with our intention. There isn't any dua we're making. There aren't any tasbihat or kalimat we're doing. So inshallah, what we need to do is correct and rectify our intention that I am here for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase my relationship with Allah, my spirituality, and further my understanding of deen. The second thing, respected brothers and elders, is that to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, O oh Allah, give me the ability to understand what is being said and to benefit. Understanding is extremely important. You know, some of the brothers on the way here, they were saying, Mufti Sahib, I don't even understand some of the words in the topics that are used. Some of these words, mashallah, SAT level words, I don't even understand the words. So the first thing is to make dua to Allah, that Allah give me the ability to understand what is being said. If you don't understand, how are we going to further our understanding and our, of the deen? 
And then to benefit. What does it mean to benefit from what we're hearing? That Allah gives us the ability to practice it. The benefit of knowledge, the benefit of learning, and the benefit of ilm is amal. That Allah gives us tawfiq to put it into practice. And when we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his hikmah, through his rahmah, makes it such that whatever the person is saying, the speaker, he may not even realize, he may not even know, but a sentence which he may not, have, may not even have in his notes, or something that he did not even think of, Allah puts it in his heart to say this, and that is exactly what you needed to hear. The hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّمَا أَنَا قَاسِمْ وَاللَّهُ يُعْطِي That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who distributes, and Allah is the one who gives and I am merely the one who distributes the ilm is from Allah the benefit is from Allah the nafa is from Allah the understanding and the faham and increasing in whatever state we're in is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the scholars, the ulama, the speakers that are in front of you are vessels of this distribution they are a means so to make dua to Allah it could, be, it could very well be that that doubt that we have those questions that we have are answered exactly how to a satisfactory level, whatever we're looking for. So we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah give me the ability to benefit. And the benefit again is to practice on what we're hearing. The third thing, the scholars mentioned that any time we are sitting in any gathering of learning, then we have to make sure that we write down what is being said. So this is a reminder to all of us that inshallah in the upcoming discussions this discussion uh, because of me is not too important right but for the upcoming discussions inshallah please make sure you have a notebook make sure you have some writing material and take notes down inshallah al-ilmu saydun famous saying al-ilmu saydun wal kitabu qaydun the knowledge is a prey it is something that is being hunted and writing it down, making sure you're taking notes, is what will trap that knowledge, is what will trap that prey, it is the trap. So many a times we hear something very beneficial, many times we hear something which affects us very deeply, it impacts us, it is something that we want to revisit, it is something we want to share with others, but if we cannot convey it because we don't remember it, we don't know what it was, then it will be difficult to remind ourselves and to share with others. So to the best of our abilities, take notes insha'Allah and through this manner we'll be able to benefit ourselves and others insha'Allah ta'ala. And insha'Allah before we move on as to how we can continue to maximize our time, we have to understand that the space we're in is the house of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. It is a place of learning one, it is also a sacred space in the sense that it is the most beloved of places in the sight of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. Ahabbul biladi ilallahi Masajiduha. The most beloved place inside of Allah are the masajid of Allah. So not only do we have to respect it as a place of learning and be considerate of others and our surroundings, but also to keep in mind all of the etiquettes of the masjid. We should not disturb anyone when we come into the masjid. We have to ensure as, to the best of our abilities that there is silence. If somebody is praying salah, we are not disturbing their salah. If the talk is going on, there is no disturbance in the talk to the speaker, to the listeners. So this is a very important thing to understand that whatever etiquettes are there, whatever rules are being mentioned, 
whatever protocols and procedures are going to be conveyed, that to the best of our abilities, we listen to them as to not inconvenience ourselves and inconvenience others, inshaAllah ta'ala. Moving forward, respected brothers and elders, is that inshallah we are here for the programs. We are here to benefit from what is being said. We are here to benefit from the various lectures. But in order to do so, we have to take care of ourselves before that. What does that mean? If you are not spending the times in between the programs in an appropriate manner, then we will come to the programs, we will be very tired, you will not be able to pay attention, you will not be able to listen to what is being said, you will be fatigued, and because of that you will not be able to benefit. So Alhamdulillah, the structure of the programs and the layout in such a way that there is enough and ample time to rest, to answer the calls of nature, to take care of whatever other needs we have. So the very first thing in the list of priorities, aside from the programs and the salah, is to ensure that we are taking care of ourselves. When there's time to sleep, make sure we get some rest or we're able to pay attention to the programs. That we're able to benefit from the programs. If a person is sleeping and he becomes that person who the program is happening and he's the one that's snoring. He becomes that guy that you don't really want to wake him up because mashallah you see that he's having such a peaceful sleep. At the same time you do want to wake him up because He's disturbing you, you can't listen properly. So we don't want to be that person. So let's get some rest inshallah. With the times that are there, the breaks that are there, make sure we are getting enough rest. After Fajr, the time that is there, in the evening, the time that is there. The second thing is to maximize the time after taking our rest is, Alhamdulillah, Allah has put us in a situation where we will be surrounded with ulama and scholars. We'll be surrounded by the tulabul ilm and the students of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when the program is not taking place, instead of engaging in idle talk, instead of engaging in uh, things which will not really benefit us, then let us speak and engage in only that will benefit us. Let's speak with the students. MashaAllah, the plethora of students that are here at Darul Salaam and the other students that are studying from, uh, in other parts of the country, the ulama that are visiting, the ulama that are teachers, again, do consideration of their time and without inconveniencing them, engage with them, socialize with them, talk with them, and get advice with regards to how we can also pursue a path in which we can also, cons on a consistent basis, in a structured basis, continue our learning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. While these programs, mashallah, are great, one day, two day, three day retreats, alhamdulillah, these programs on a weekly basis, monthly basis, they're great. But they can never replace and they can never replicate a structured, layered teaching and learning of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For to engage in that type of learning, to engage in that type of understanding of the deen, where we are spending time, whether it be on a daily basis, whether it be on a weekly basis, but in a structured way, that will have a far more positive impact. And that will have a more long-lasting impact. And that will have a deeper impact in our spirituality, in our ilm, in our amal. So, when we get advice from our scholars that will be with us, the students that are around and that are here with us, this will motivate us inshaAllah. 
that how I can also make intention, whether it be in the upcoming summer, starting from the upcoming summer, whether it be from the upcoming academic year, how, can, how, how I can also engage in some type of structured, layered learning in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the third thing, respected brothers and elders, is while the learning is there, the academia is there, and the intellectual exploration of our minds is there, we have to keep in mind that the only way we can actually progress and get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is if we, if we build the discipline to increase our spirituality. A person can get all of the knowledge, he can get all of the ilm, he can get all of the understanding, he can get all of the talks, but if he does not have the discipline within himself to engage in actual amal and ibadah, then that ruhaniyyah and that spirituality will not increase. We can be sitting in talks, listening to all the talks, but if we're not engaging in the ibadah. So the third thing, respected brothers and elders, is in the time that we have here, let's make sure we also engage in our individual ibadah. And of course, it goes without saying, I'm not talking about the collective ibadah, which is the daily jama'at, the five daily salah with jama'ah, and the dhikr and so on and so forth that will take place, the individual ibadah. This will be an opportunity for many of us. The last time, when is the last time that we can think of that we will be able to pray 10, 15 consecutive salah with jama'ah in the masjid? The opportunity is here, especially those who are doing i'tikaf and they are spending time here, that we make sure that we make it a point that we are praying our salah with jama'ah in the masjid. With takbir ula. This dose of ruhaniyyah that will happen because of the ibadah is what will heighten our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then so beyond that, engaging in the nawafil, increasing our nawafil, praying tahajjud, ishraq, the duha, salah, so on and so forth, engaging in individual dhikr, salawat, istighfar, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This individual ibadah, infiradi a'mal is what will push us to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ilm by itself, knowledge by itself, without the dose of the amal, without the actual sacrifice and discipline needed to practice upon that knowledge, will not get us anywhere. That sacrifice to practice, that sacrifice is extremely important. That discipline is extremely important. Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, he once asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah narrates his story in the Quran, he says, وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّ أَرِنِي كَيْفَ تُحْيِي الْمَوْتَى Allah says, when Ibrahim, he said to his Rabb, O oh my Rabb, show me how you revive the dead. Show me how you give life to the dead. Yani how you give life back to a creature, a creation, a corpse that, has, that is dead. How do you bring it back to life? قَالَ أَوَّلَمْ تُؤْمِنْ The response from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was, do you not believe? The answer was, of course, Ya Rabb, of course I believe. The scholars mentioned this means that, yes, of course, my Rabb, I believe, but I want to increase my relationship with you. I want to gain a deeper understanding. I want to get closer to you. Yani, I want to elevate my spirituality, my relationship with you, O oh my Rabb. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bows the instruction. قَالَ فَخُذْ أَرْبَعَةً مِّنَ الطَّيْرِ فَصُرْهُنَّ إِلَيْكَ ثُمَّ جَعَلْ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ جَبَلٍ مِّنْهُنَّ جُزْءًا ثُمَّ دُعُهُنَّ يَأْتِينَكَ سَعْيًا So 
the khulasa of this is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him that, O oh, Ibrahim, take four birds, cut them up, yani kill them, mix their pieces, climb one mountain, put a little bit of it, of the flesh, on one mountain, climb back down, climb another, climb back down, four mountains, and then stand, and then when he called them, يَأْتِينَ كَسَعْيَا They will come to you flying. Now, what was the point of this? What was the purpose of all this climbing? What was the purpose of all this hiking and trekking? Could Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not made it such that four birds could have came, they could have dropped dead, and then Allah could have given life back to them, and Ibrahim and would have seen? The purpose respected brothers and elders, and the, point, the lesson for us to learn, is that sacrifice is required. When we wish to increase our ruhaniyyah, our spirituality, our closeness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it cannot be done without qurbani, without sacrifice. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the ability to sacrifice, and we are sacrificing our time to come, but to sacrifice even further. That when we are feeling like we don't want to do this ibadah, when we are feeling this low energy with regards to approaching the ibadah. And again, the low energy is only with regards to the ibadah. It's not with regards to everything else. Because we can go outside and we can stand and talk for one hour, hour and a half, and it's going to be no issue. We can, mashallah, I hear there will be a robust uh, selection from the canteen. So to purvey the various selections and to spend time looking and eating and all of that, we will do that. Half an hour, 40 minutes, one hour, well into the night. But to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which we know is going to immensely benefit us, is going to take us to the next step of our relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The two raka'ah of tahajjud, the two raka'ah of nawafil, the two minutes of dua, the two pages of the Qur'an that we will read, that will definitely take us there, we will not find the energy to do that. So this is the sacrifice. That I need to do this no matter what. So we ask Allah to give us the ability to benefit that we have come all this way. Many brothers have traveled hundreds of miles to come, spent money to come. It would be an absolute travesty if our intentions are not aligned with the purpose of what the retreat is. So the intention is, we're coming for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase our spirituality, our understanding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That can only happen when we make the sacrifice to do that. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He gives us the ability to benefit. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنَا الْحَمْدُ اللَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Jazakumullah khairan, Ufti Saab, for the extremely pertinent advice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the ability to implement everything that was said. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to correct our intentions and grant us the tawfiq to use our time appropriately and also to benefit in the best possible manner. Inshallah, from now until Salat al-Maghrib, there will be a, a special program wherein Inshallah Surah al-Kahf will be recited and provided that there is time, we will follow that up with Salawat upon Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Before we start and commence, I would like to request if all of the brothers could kindly come closer because there are more people who are coming in and it seems as though masjid, masjid is already full, mashallah. So kindly come closer, inshallah, make more space so that more brothers can come in. Inshallah, the recitation of Surah Al-Kahf will be conducted by one of our beloved students, 
Hafiz Abdul Muhaymin, who is currently in the fourth year from New York. <laughs> 